Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Major Jobs Podcast. Today I got to talk with someone really amazing. His name is Aaron Blair and he's a producer on Conan. Yep, the TV show hosted by Conan O'Brien. He produces that show and he, uh, you may have seen him on Clueless Gamer and he also works with him on his uh, Conan Abroad series where he travels with Conan and um, does like all the behind the scenes work. But it was um, my conversation with him really wasn't that import, uh, focused on that. It was actually focused on what it's like getting into the entertainment industry and about like what life is like. Like he really dug into like what the meaning of life is and how to succeed. And that's something that I really didn't expect but really changed my perspective on a lot of things. I didn't go into this interview thinking that. I would have thought that he would just talk about his job, but he did that and even more. So I really love that he did that and I really love that he changed my perspective on a lot of things. So without further ado, this is the interview with Aaron Blair. Thank you for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. I really appreciate it. So, uh, so well, what's happened? All right, I'll just start it off. I'll just ask the first question. Uh, what is your job title? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I like to just call myself Web Guy. Um, I do a lot of different things at the show. Um, but yeah, I guess Web Guy is probably my title. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, technically, uh, what am I? Um, I guess I'm a producer, producer. digital producer. Yeah, and um, for people that don't handsome know. Handsome fella? Can I, can I say handsome fella? Handsome fella at the Conan show. There you go, <laughs> yeah. handsome fella. And then, yeah, I just want to tell, for people that are listening, Aaron works at the Conan O'Brien show, the Conan show, and that's how I found that's him. Right. Yeah. That's right. We're just called Conan. That's, Conan. That's the, uh, not, yeah, it's just that's... Conan. But you know what, Pete, however you want to refer to it is, is great. Just yeah. like me referring to myself as handsome guy. <laughs> Yep. So uh, what would you say, like, your job description is? Well, my job description, I think that, let me start off by saying, I think that we're in a really fun and interesting uh, point in the entertainment industry. Because the way people watch things and consume you know, media is is changing by the day. Um, and it's a very exciting time. I mean, you know, people have kind of said this is a golden age of television. Mm-hmm. I think it's a golden age of, of storytelling. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have all these different platforms. Uh, every platform is different um, in, in terms of what works well on that platform, what stories can be told, what kind of shows you can have Mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of you know that is not just true for consumers and for the people watching but it's also true in terms of how the industry is kind of changing as well i mean you know i think me personally i feel like you know we're getting away from an age of specialization we're getting away from this world in which there are people who are just directors and just writers and just uh-huh. actors. Uh, and I think you're getting to this, we're uh, finding that we're getting to this place where for a lot of different reasons that we can get into, you're finding that people uh, are becoming much more like Swiss army knives and, and uh-huh. are having uh-huh. a lot of different skill sets. Um, and that's true. I think as uh, it, it's a little 
it's less true with people my age and my generation, but 100% true with people. I don't know. How old are you? I'm 16. 16. So uh, you are a, a prime, uh, uh, you know, proof positive of this kind of, <laughs> you know, of what I'm saying oh, in terms you. of you, you're growing up with so many amazing tools mm-hmm. at your disposal. I mean, uh, think of just your phone. You know, mm-hmm. think of you can shoot an entire movie on your phone. You can mm-hmm. edit it on your, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, you know, people coming up now have all these great tools. They're, they're getting hands-on experience that I didn't get until I was basically, um, well, I guess I did when I was a kid, but I used my parents' camcorder and that stuff. Uh-huh. But really, I didn't have like an editing system or anything. I'd use VCRs, two VCRs hooked to each other uh-huh. um, until I got to college, you know, and, and got editing systems there. And now you can just do it on iMovie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what that means is I, I think you have these creative people like yourself who want to tell a story, who have a voice, and are just going out and making stuff. And that means, like, you're not going to limit yourself to just directing. No, you're going to want to edit. You're going to want to write. You're going to want to maybe be in it, you know. And that's really exciting. And I, I think, so in terms of, you know, I'm very lucky to have gotten, uh, ha- have found myself in a position like that on our show, where I get to do 19 different things well, that uh, are uh, that I, I love, but... Um, yeah, and so, uh-huh. I don't know, I do a little bit of everything, which I love, but uh-huh. I think that that's kind of the way the industry is headed uh-huh. um, in, in terms of, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hire someone to just be a writer. Mm-hmm. I would hire someone mm-hmm. who has some editing experience, who has some directing experience, because, mm-hmm. you know, all those things inform everything else. You mm-hmm. could be a better, you're going to be a much better director if you understand how to shoot to edit, uh-huh. and, you know, if you are... Uh, understand how performing works and understand, you know, what it takes to write a script and what goes into that. You'll be, you know, and you'll be a better writer if you understand how directing works and, you know, on and on and on. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, so that's a long answer yeah. to your question. No, but, that was really, in- um, yeah, that was really insightful. Um, so, yeah. yeah, obviously like your job varies, like, uh, what you do every day varies, but like on like a daily basis, like what do you do on Conan? So I would say the the way I like to describe it is I kind of work um, every day for me is different. I kind of work on a project basis. Uh-huh. So I have different things that I'm working on um, throughout the year, and those things vary greatly. And so my days vary greatly um, because they de- they mm-hmm. you know completely depend on what I need to get done. So. For example, you know, um, we went to Comic-Con last year, and I produced this live rooftop show. Mm. So, you know, the days leading up to that were filled with, you know, the 19,000 things that had to be taken care of and thought of and signed off on to do this show. Uh-huh. Then, of course, you know, I, I travel on all the shows with Conan for Conan Without Borders. Uh-huh. So you know, my days would also be taken up with preparation for that preparation Mm -hmm. for our Japan episode. We went to that, Mm. um, all those things. Then of course I do a streaming, uh, stream Coco every week, which is a gaming stream. Mm -hmm. So then I was dealing with all that. And then of course I produce all the coolest gamers. And so Mm -hmm. I was dealing with all that stuff. So every day is completely different for me, but they all, you know, every day I'm working a little bit toward these different goals. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so a day might be, uh-huh. a day for me might be, um, 
you know, preparing to do an interview, mm -hmm. uh, to do, you know, looking over the research for that, mm -hmm. coming up with, uh, you know, getting the segments ready. Um, and then it might be playing a video game, trying to write a bunch of, uh, you know, trying to find out where some funny areas are to show Conan. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And then it also might be, um, you know, talking about what our streaming strategy is going to be for Japan, you know, so uh -huh, yes. it, it's uh -huh. completely different every day. But that's what I like about uh -huh. it. You know, I, I enjoy that kind of controlled chaos. Uh -huh. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds like every an day awesome day. job. Like, it's like not like limited and like it's like really different <laughs> all the time. And that's like something that I kind of want to do when I grow up, too. Well, yeah, well, you can do it now. I mean, why uh -huh. wait till you grow up? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it right now, man. I you know, that's the thing. I always think, and yeah, I mean, you are clearly, you're doing yeah. this podcast, which is fantastic. But, you know, I think that in terms of advice for people, I always say, like, if you want to do something, just do it. Like, uh -huh. you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't wait to, until someone is paying you to do it. You should just do it. And mm -hmm. I've learned, everything I've learned about, you know, production and, and, and writing, directing, acting, all that stuff. It's just because I went and did it myself, you uh -huh. know. And then when it came time to do it on TV or do it as part of my job, I already knew, I already had experience. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, you know, so I, I think it's like, have you ever seen that the Ira Glass video called The Gap? I have not. Oh, man. It's one of my, I have two videos I love, okay? Uh-huh. The first one is the Gap video. Now, basically, you know how Ira Glass is, right? This American Life, NPR, that guy. Do you know who he is? Oh, Ira Glass. Ira Glass, yes. You know who that is, right? Is he the... I just looked him up. It's the storytelling. He talks about storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And so the Gap is this, is this video where he basically says, you get into making things because you have great taste. And I'm going to butcher this, but he says it in a much more articulate and eloquent uh -huh. way. You, make, you get into making things because you have great taste. You love X, Y, and Z. You know, you love, mm -hmm. I don't know, David Finkel, or you love whatever. But your ability to make stuff uh, is not as good as David Fincher's. It's terrible. Your ability is mm -hmm. awful. You have no skill. You mm -hmm. suck at it. And so there's this gap between what you can make and what you want to make. And it's very mm -hmm. frustrating when you're first starting yeah. out. I know you exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I have that exact, and like, you, like, you picture exactly. it, like, this exact thing, but then when you actually do it, it's, like, completely different from what you expected. Completely different. Yeah. And that's, that's the point at which most people give up. Uh -huh. But, you know, how you, how you close that gap, it's very simple. It's not rocket science. It's uh -huh. just volume. You just have to do things. Mm -hmm. You just have to try and keep mm -hmm. trying and keep failing and trying and trying and trying. Uh -huh. And it seems extremely right. And almost too easy to say, but you get better by doing. And mm -hmm. so, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, you and everyone else having the tools mm -hmm. to make things and, and do what they want, you just got to do it. It's going to suck. Mm -hmm. What you make is going to suck. The stuff I make still sucks. <laughs> you know, even after mm -hmm. all these years, it's not where I want it to be, but I still press on and I do it. And I think that that is the key you know so it's about getting started as soon as possible uh -huh. and continuing to make stuff as soon you know as, and as much as you can and holding yourself to as high a standard as you can uh -huh. uh, and you know that's how you close that gap mm -hmm. and so yeah i kind of think like yeah i mean that's kind of my mantra is like just do it just make it mm -hmm. always 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 
So, um, did you know? Wait, you have some. Did you have something to say? No, no, no. Oh, okay. So, did you know that you wanted to like pursue something in the entertainment industry from an early age? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm from Michigan, from Ann Arbor,、uh-huh. um, and it's weird. You know, like I think, I, you know,、uh, where do you live? I live in the Bay Area. Okay, cool. So, you know, I don't know if you feel how I felt, but you just feel in Michigan. I felt like it would be easier to take a rocket to the moon than it would be to get into entertainment. It just felt、uh-huh. a million miles yeah, yeah, yeah. away. It felt possible. It、uh-huh. felt like a mystery. How does this even work? You、uh-huh. know, what's the way in? You know, like.、Um, so I went to Michigan State. Uh, I was too dumb to go to U of M,、uh, which is in Ann Arbor, and、um, and you know it was one of these things where I always you know I made movies as a kid and wrote stuff as a kid and、uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a voracious reader and I love telling stories and these things but you know I never truly thought I could get a job in, in show business so I never really pursued、mm-hmm. it、um, and. Then you know it was this weird thing where I so I went to sc- I went to school for politics,、uh-huh. uh, and my one of my roommates fell in love with a got a crush on a girl who was on the housing channel in the dorms you know like this student run <laughs>、uh-huh. thing and he was like hey man like Blair can you come with me to this meet and greet they're having a meet and greet please like I I, <laughs>、uh-huh. part, I just have to be here I was like oh fine so I go with him and he's like after he's like hey man like look Can you just sign up for this TV thing? It's once a week, please. Like, I please. I have such a crush on this guy. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and it didn't, you know, him and that girl. It didn't work out. But for me, I fell in love with television, and I was like, oh my、uh-huh, god, this is、uh-huh. so fun. And I did a ton of TV and radio and cable access and everything I could get my hands on、mm-hmm. in college. And one of my friends,、um, eventually, one of my friends was like, hey, man. I did this internship at Late Night with Conan O'Brien. I hated it. I think you would love it. <laughs> and I was like, okay.、Uh, and I did.、Uh, I did it. I, you know, I applied. I got it. And then I was lucky enough they hired me right afterwards. And so, you know, I got、uh-huh. that job right out of college. But it, it、uh-huh. was this crazy fluke where, you know, it was like I never thought I could even get into TV.、Uh-huh. But it's not a mystery. You can. There's a million ways in.、Mm-hmm. You know. And.、Um, I was just talking about this actually earlier with a friend of mine at brunch. How LA am I? Just oh, at brunch <laughs> we were having a discussion. But it is true. It's like you know, I, I think there's this this big thing where people don't believe they can ever get into television or movies or any of that stuff until they never really try. When in actuality,、mm-hmm. all it takes is persistence.、Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, think about how many bad movies and bad、mm-hmm. shows there are、mm-hmm. out there. It's clearly not、uh-huh. a talent-based system.、Um, <laughs> You know, so and in terms of like, yeah, I mean, I, I always wanted to work in comedy, and I always、mm-hmm. wanted to work in television.、Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that I think that a lot of people get discouraged because they have very specific goals. And and my、mm-hmm. goal was always, you know, my goal was I just want to be paid to be creative. You know,、mm-hmm. like、mm-hmm. I used to work at Kmart stocking fishing lures、mm-hmm. at like eight in the morning, and I was like. And that, and that, look, I'm not knocking Kmart. That's a great job. Any job is a great job, but、mm-hmm. it's not what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know, if I could just be paid to be creative. And so, 
you know, when these opportunities come along, and, you know, an opportunity for me was, you know, I was working at late night, and I was uh-huh. just, you know, doing research, which isn't something I was super thrilled about, um, but I was doing my best. And, you know, then one of our staff members, this guy Jordan Schlansky, said, <laughs> hey, man, like, we have to, it came down from on high, uh, from NBC Brass, that every show has to have a blog. You know, oh, do you uh-huh. want to write a blog? I know, I know that in your spare time, you write, you know, uh-huh. I had like a live journal blog that I, I really was writing and uh-huh. I really liking. Because, you know, I was trying to make stuff, you know. Um, uh-huh. And you were an intern myself. at this time? I was a I was working in research. Uh huh. Okay. And so, and so okay. Uh, I was like, yeah, I would love to. And then so he's like, great. And you know, nobody else wanted to do it, and so I did it um, because I just wanted to be paid to be creative. And uh-huh. so, eventually, the internet became a real thing and blew up. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, you know, through a lot of twists and turns, I found myself where I am today. But uh-huh. I think a lot of young people think, oh, I I want to be a writer. That's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, but don't let that, don't let your goal be mm-hmm. so specific that you're saying no to things that might up become bigger opportunities mm-hmm. for you. You know, now mm-hmm. I, I would not want to be just a writer. I, you know, I love being on television. I love directing. I love producing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love writing. I love editing. I love mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, it just seems now so reductive that I would be only a writer. I'm not knocking writers, but for me, mm-hmm. you know, I have a lot of varied interests and I love the entire catalog of things I get to do. So, but if I had just said, Oh, I only want to be a writer and I would have uh-huh. said no to the blog. No, no, no. I just want to write for TV. I wouldn't have won two Emmys, uh-huh. you know, it, uh-huh. and that, that's the reality. So I think, uh-huh. you know, I think people, um, just keep an open mind. Just don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that old improv thing, old improv rule, yes and. Just say yes to things. You know, you know what you're going to, you know what's going to happen if you say no. You don't know what's going to happen if you say yes. Yeah. So, I'm a, you know, I'm a big proponent of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, I always wanted to answer your question. Sorry. I'm a very long-winded person. No, that was really I think, great. I always wanted to work in comedy and television. I didn't think it was possible because I didn't really believe in myself. And then, you know, but I, I, I worked hard anyway and said yes yeah. to stuff. And then now I find myself, you know, in a job that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. And I can tell, like, you're really passionate about it. Like, from, like, clue, from watching The Clueless Gamer, like, once you watch one, you can't stop. And, like, you get into this <laughs> deep rabbit hole. So that's why I can, like, you, you know what you're doing. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's just what I wanted to say. So. Yeah, well, thanks. I mean, yeah. I, and again, I think like uh, uh, you know, m- my dad was a therapist and had this phrase, and it, it's a phrase I live by. I love this phrase, and the phrase is, "All behavior is purposeful." And what that means is, you know, nobody mm-hmm. does anything random. Mm-hmm. You know, we might not know why why we're doing something, or we might not know why we're not doing something. But mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be an actor, but you can't acting or anything that goes along with that guess what you don't want to be an actor you know if you want to um you know uh, get in shape and but you don't do anything you don't control your diet you don't go to the gym you don't really want to get in shape like and so i think like it's one of those things where again it, there are so many great jobs in, in entertainment um that if you have this thought in your mind like i should be doing this 
but you don't do that in your free time and you don't enjoy it, mm. then you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. listen to yourself and pay mm-hmm. attention, like, and just, and go for the things that you find yourself drawn to. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, it's okay. Like, let's say you want to be a writer, but you spend all your time editing little videos. Uh-huh. Well, you want to be an editor. That's what you're spending mm-hmm. your time doing. So mm-hmm. go after that. You know, like, I think that that's a, you know, yeah. that's an, that's an important quality exactly. for everyone in their life to have, but especially when it comes to entertainment, because there's so many great jobs out there uh-huh. and you know, there's all varies. Yeah, that's great. And, um, so, so my, my, I guess my point is like, if you're, you should be passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. If you're not passionate about it, cause this is a very hard business. So yeah. if you're not passionate, then you're going to get burnt out and you're yeah. going to hate your life and life is too short to spend it yeah. cheating. Your, uh-huh. You know, so if you're not passionate about something, then look for something else to do that you are passionate about. Uh-huh. And, uh, so you talked about like being an intern before for Conan. So after I watched like um, the video where Conan talked to his interns, I was like, uh, "That's that seems like a job that I would want to have." So I did research on like how to be an intern at the Conan show, and okay. I saw like um, you guys worked at the the Warner Brothers lot. So I asked my parents if we could do the Warner Brothers tour, and then last year we did it, and it was like so amazing looking at the sets and um, yeah, yeah looking at all of the lot. different things and <clears throat> so i just wanted to ask you like what is it like working on like a movie set lot oh it's so cool it's it's uh-huh. it's really great i mean like um you know <clears throat> i was lucky enough to back at late night um work in uh 30 rock which is like incredible like that's you know the the history behind that building uh-huh. is Amazing, you know, SNL is there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just got such a rich and great history. And that was fantastic. And then, you know, moving out here, when we were at The Tonight Show, we were on the Universal lot. Mm-hmm. And that was great. But it was interesting because that's, you know, such a big lot. And where we were on the Universal lot was kind of far away from everything else. You know, we weren't really close to, you know, a bunch of where, where they shot a lot of movies or anything or the tour or anything in particular. Mm-hmm. And then when we started at TBS and we got to move on to the Warner Brothers lot, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's such a great, first of all, I mean, again, the history is incredible. You know, they shot mm-hmm. Goonies in our studio. Um, you know, they, you know, Christopher Nolan shoots a ton of movies next door in stage 16, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I thought Harry Styles and a World War One outfit come out of the uh-huh. bathroom when they were shooting Dunkirk. Uh-huh. You know, people saw Nolan walking around in a wetsuit. Uh-huh. So it's incredibly cool and, and amazing. Yeah. And, you know, any, any Warner Brothers movie, you know, when it starts, there's that WB Shield. You can see our yeah. offices. We're on uh-huh. that Shield. It's oh, crazy. Okay. You know, like, so, uh-huh. Yeah, you know, and they shot a bunch of La La Land there. So uh-huh. it's really great. Um, and, it, and it makes you feel like, wow, Hollywood, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. it's very cool. But again, like, I think that, you know, all that is great. But real, in reality, what makes the show great is, like, everyone who works in the show mm-hmm. from Conan on down. Conan, Jeff mm-hmm. Ross, our producer, our executive producer, and everyone else. Like, we're so close. And we're so, you know, we hang out outside mm-hmm. of work. Like, mm-hmm. it's just great to have that job. Even if we were shoved away, you know, in a mm-hmm. tiny strip mall or, like, we had to work uh-huh. out of like the food court at Target. <laughs> I think it would still be an amazing uh-huh. place to work because 
I get to work with some of my best friends and, uh-huh. you know, it, and literally family, my sister, brother-in-law work for the show. So, uh-huh. um, it, it really is an amazing place to work, but not yeah. because we're on the lot because everyone is so great. And then like, you can tell, like when I watch the Conan videos, <laughs> when he's in the office, like you can tell, like, it's not like a typical, like, uh, office. Like there's a lot of things that go on that are like different from like when I go to like my parents' offices, like they're really like strict and stuff. <laughs> But then when I when right. I watch like the videos of like Coden like uh, going into people's cubicles and like stealing their credit cards or something like that, like yeah. it's like so <laughs> it's like so different from like the regular office culture, like the stereotypical American office. And yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, a part of that obviously is because of the nature of our business and and the yeah. TV show and all that. But yeah, man, he is. Conan's the best. I mean, I wouldn't have stayed there for 18 years if uh-huh. I didn't thoroughly enjoy working on the show. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be very, very frustrating and challenging at times, obviously, like anything, but mm-hmm. uh, the pressure can be high, but it's, it's really great. And, and it's a great office culture. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Like it, it's not, I am so fortunate that I get to have a job and, and this isn't even TV entertainment, anything. I just get to have a job that I love going into work. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy going into work every day because of the people there. So yeah. that's what really I think makes our show great is, you know, everyone being so cool. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, I wanted to ask you, what motivates you? What motivates me? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's quite a question. Yeah. Um, what motivates me? I mean, I think that I love um, I love this is going to sound I don't don't take this out of context okay. I love touching people okay. <laughs> I love okay. I, I, and by that I mean I love making them laugh okay. I love making okay. them oh yeah okay I love you know I love you know um, I love entertaining you know uh-huh. I, and even more than that you know I I love comedy because comedy is is so great because a it can make you feel better, but also comedy is great because it also can serve to really uh, affect people in a certain way and really touch them and really get to the mm-hmm. the heart of things. And you know, I made this so I I went through a bad breakup and I I lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm and wrote a blog about it called how to lose weight in four easy steps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the and then that I ended up making it, uh, with this great director, Ben Berman, uh-huh. I ended up making it a short film and, you know, we went to Sundance, we played can, mm-hmm. I mean, it became mm-hmm. this huge sensation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the idea be, behind how to lose weight in four easy steps, um, you know, it's, everybody's been asking me how I lost all this weight. Mm-hmm. It's four steps. Ready? First one, okay. you know, uh, no beer. Too, too many carbs. Second step, portion control. You know, mm-hmm. like just eat kind of half, whatever. Third step, get your heart broken. And then it goes on uh-huh. and on and on about uh-huh. this huge thing. And then step four, no fruit juice, right? And there's the joke. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what's great about that, and I think why it's connected with so many people, is because it uses comedy, you know, this joke mm-hmm. of, hey, here are these four steps. But really, here it truly is a story about a, a, a very hard and dark breakup. Yeah. And, you know, when you're laughing, your, your defenses are down. Yeah. And if I had just written, written a 
essay about, oh, this girl broke my heart, and it was so hard, and I lost this weight, and it was so difficult. Uh-huh. You know, people would have tuned out immediately. Mm-hmm. But because it's couched in kind mm. of these other steps in this joke, then all of a sudden, people it gets behind people's sensors, and it really makes them think, and it really affects people. And, you know, I've had thousands of people message me and come up to me in person and and say, you know, you, you changed my life. Like, mm. I went through the, a, a similar breakup. I lost 300 pounds. I lost, you know, all this crazy stuff. And, and it, it truly has changed people and touched people. And so that's what I love about comedy. At, at its core, it really has this very unique way of, of really, you know, letting, you know, getting past people's censors and, mm. and, and really letting people be vulnerable and, and opening up. I mean, nobody looks attractive when they're gut laughing. You know, everybody, <laughs> but when you're gut laughing, you also, you also don't care about what you look like. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a very profound thing. I think that, yeah, yeah. you know, laughter and comedy at its core, you know, uh, uh, have the ability, like nothing else in the world, um, to to really affect and touch people. And so that's what motivates me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, working for a comedy show, like, yeah, Clueless Gamer. Like, I, I love playing video games. I love mm-hmm. making people laugh. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, and this is probably pretentious to say, but... I'm a huge nerd. I grew up as a huge nerd, as an outcast. It wasn't cool to like comic books. It wasn't cool to like video games when I was growing up. Yeah. And I still think, and in Michigan, you know, I, there wasn't a huge group of people who were like me, you know, and I felt mm-hmm. weird and different. And, you know, I got gray hair when I was a, a freshman in high school. I was 14. And uh-huh. I've always been this kind of big fat guy. And, and so I always kind of felt lonely and all those things. And, I think that if there's anybody who watches Clueless Gamer, you know, and, hey, look at this guy. Like, he's saying the things that I like about yeah. this game. You know, like, hey, this is so cool yeah. that video games are cool. Hey, look at Terry Crews. Yeah. This amazing, you know, dude is playing. Hey, look at, like, Tom Brady. Hey, you know, Tom uh-huh, Brady, the uh-huh. ultimate guy, is playing video games with Conan. Uh-huh. This is amazing. You know, like, and I think they hopefully that's giving some – kids out there, some people out there yeah. in, you know, sequestered somewhere in the United States or in the world who maybe don't have a community of like-minded nerds around them, yeah. giving them some, some, you know, like, hey, man, this is cool. Like, you're doing, you're cool. Like, you know, you're, you're a normal, or maybe there is no such thing as normal, but like, you know, it's going to be okay. You're not an outcast. Mm-hmm. There are people mm-hmm. out there like, um, and look, look at these celebrities. They're, you know, they're liking the same things you like. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, so I exactly. think that those are the kind of things that keep me going when mm-hmm. things get dark. Yeah, uh, I, you know that's what motivates me. Is wow. that kind of stuff. That's uh, I, like when you talked about how um, like you're like kind of like uniting two different groups. Like there's like the gamers and the nerds, and then there's like all these <laughs> celebrities that are playing it. Like uh, it just like dawned on me. Like that's like two different audiences like coming together, and it's like really awesome seeing that because like i can see it like firsthand because i think i would kind of associate myself with the gaming people and the nerdy people and watching like celebrities do that it's like so different from what i'm normally watching them do and it's like you really like introduced me to like seeing how people aren't like always like this one-sided and they can be so many different things and I think that's, like, what I really like about the show. 
Well, cool. Thanks, man. I mean, again, like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, 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 I am very lucky that I get to do Clueless Gamer. I think, you know, Conan, it, you know, was, he's so smart about knowing what he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like he, you know, I came up with Clueless Gamer because it was a thing of like, man, I'm dumb. Conan's smart. What can I be smart at? Like Conan would be dumb at. Oh, video game, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. and you know, I pitched it to Conan, and he was like, "I don't know." He's like, "I hate it. Let's try it." You know, <laughs> like he he's always so great about saying, "Let's try it," and, uh-huh, and uh-huh. that is really you know I've learned from him, and I really taken that as my mantra. Yeah. I don't know. Let's Just try do it. it. Let's yeah. try it. Just try it. And so you know, it really is a testament to him, and um, you know, and his open mindedness that we got to do it at all. And you know, so I think that. You know, it's one of those things where I take the charge of having a video, having a a, um, a video game based, you know, franchise on in mm-hmm. a main on a mainstream platform. One of the only mainstream video game yeah. platforms. I take yeah. that very seriously, and I really do. You know, and it's it is all fun and games like him. You know, hitting me and all that stuff is yeah, all fun, yeah. but it is a thing where you know I really do try to represent. That's always in the back of my mind is, is how, you know, how, you know, a, a nerd like me in a cabin in Nebraska or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, how are they going to view this? Am I representing them in a good way? Yeah, am I, yeah. You know, am I kind of, you know, and I, I try to kind of always, yeah, I always kind of keep that mm-hmm. in mind because I, I do take that charge seriously, but a lot of people see it. And, you know, it's it's one of the very few mainstream outlets that video games have. Mm-hmm. I mean, like video games need a mainstream outlet these days, but still, you know, I yeah. think it's important. And um, I have these, like, remaining, like, lingering questions that uh, sure. I kind of want to be answered. Okay, is the foodies still uh, existing? Is the, oh, the, the foodies the list? The foodies list. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not on that list. Um, Dang it. <laughs> I... I mean, now I think since I mean I, I can't I can't really say for sure. Uh-huh. But my I, what I've noticed is that now whenever there is a food thing, it just goes to everybody. There's not okay. just like a specific. Okay. Because like they just man, we just this week got like two cakes or a bunch of cupcakes, I uh-huh. think. Um, and uh, I think that the email went out to everybody. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. So don't quote me okay. on that. Um, but yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, does Jordan Schlansky still come in late at work on Fridays? Oh man, I don't pay attention to what Jordan <laughs> does. I I would assume so. I would assume so. And does he act like um, uh, Does he act like how he acts in the videos in real life? <laughs> Jordan is real. Yeah, that's a okay. real. Mm-hmm. People don't believe that, but he is. Okay. Yeah, man. I, be- I, I mean, it. he he's a very nice guy. Um, He's a very nice guy, but he, you know, that's, you know, we used to go out to dinner a lot in New York, him and I, and uh-huh. yeah, he, he's very, he's a very specific, uh, he, his likes are extremely specific, and yes, okay. he's, uh, he's real. All right. Uh, yeah, I just wanted those questions answered, because... <laughs> <laughs> people, just... people don't believe that he's real, they think it's like all the yeah. act, but... Uh... I'll, yeah, I'll, man, it's real. When I first watched you want it, to, you want to stick it to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all the like, the, thing, the thing is, like, I think that Jordan kind of gets the short end of the stick because okay. 
You know, just because he has a lot of specific knowledge doesn't mean that knowledge can't be useful. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, like, he is obsessed with ice cream. I mean, he's obsessed uh-huh. with a lot of things. Uh-huh. He's obsessed with ice cream. He's one of these obsessed with. So he has great opinions on ice cream. He knows the best ice cream, you know? And, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, Conan, like, really makes fun of him for, like, having specific tastes. But, like, hey, man, if you need a good – if you're going out on a date or something, you need a good Italian restaurant – he will hook you up with an amazing yeah. recommendation and then also tell you what to get. So you sound smart. I mean, like, I don't necessarily think, you know, just because Jordan is this, is this way, yeah. I don't necessarily, you can't, doesn't mean he can't, you can't use his forces for good. Yep, Does that yep. make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. That gave me another perspective on uh, yeah. Jordan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, it, you know, so I, I think that, a lot of people, um, you know, and especially Conan, obviously, make fun of Jordan, but yeah. they don't see the positivity that Jordan, uh-huh. you know, can offer. So, uh, yes. And I think, like, because uh, um, Conan, I can tell, like, Conan is, like, really intelligent. He went to Harvard. He's, like, I can tell, like, he would really like, I'm, like, assuming, I don't know for sure, but, okay, I'm assuming that he would really like, like, the things that Jordan talks about. But, like, when I'm watching it, it seems like he doesn't, but... Like, um, yeah, like when I watched like his Italy thing, when, um, Jordan was giving a tour in Italy, like you could tell Conan was really like, uh, interested in what Jordan was saying. Well, I, you know, that Italy trip is so funny because obviously he just made fun of Jordan the entire time. Yeah. But you know, what people didn't see is Jordan took us all these really great restaurants that were delicious. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so that, that was no one, you know, like. That was a great benefit of, of taking Jordan to Italy. Is like we ate so so much good food, and it had oh, so much you know oh. good drink there. You know, in Tuscany, it's like you know it was great. I mean, you know, is Jordan uh, you know is it weird that he's done that for so many years by himself? Yes, it is. But you know, <laughs> hey, at least we get to reap. Yeah. At least we get to reap, reap the, benefits, the benefits. You know, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah so. That's great. Okay. That's a perspective I think a lot of people don't really yeah. share about Jordan, but they should. If yeah. he can, his forces can also be used for good. Yes. And um, last question, uh, well, not for the interview, but like last question: um, Does Jordan still have that coffee maker next to his desk? Oh next yes, to his office? Of he does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, he does. Of course. <laughs> okay. And it's yes. still like uh, really restricted from all the rest of the coworkers. Well, I don't know that it's restricted as much as just no one else knows how to use it. <laughs> it's an Italian, I mean, it's not right? like he's keeping people away. Right. It's not like, oh, you can't use this. It's just no one has any idea. And I, and I believe the instructions are all in Italian. <laughs> so it makes it a little difficult, you know? It's like, I guess. Okay. So he's not keeping people away. He's not, yeah. you know, he's not keeping it's people the... away. He's not a gatekeeper. It's just, yeah. okay. why, would you, God, why would you buy such a complicated machine? <laughs> okay. And... Um... How often do you see Conan? Oh, I'm, I mean, every single day. Every day? Yeah, easily. Easily? <laughs> yeah, he's okay. constantly around. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's always around the office. I mean, you know, he's walking up and down, saying hi to everybody. I mean, uh-huh. he's not at all sequestered. No. Um, yeah, he's just, yeah, he walks the halls. He's, I mean, that's the thing, it's like Conan is, he's obviously a very tall, 
you know, famous, rich guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, but he's also just a normal guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's not like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of hard to explain. I mean, it, or it's kind of hard to believe, I guess I should say. It's yeah. like one of those things where, you know, when I was an intern, I remember like the first time, because I was a huge Conan fan before yeah. I was an intern. I remember the first time I was in the office. This is for my internship interview. Uh-huh. In the office. And I heard his voice. And then there were these <laughs> cubicles, and then these drawers kind of above the cubicles. And so I saw his hair like a shark, just like <laughs> uh-huh. walking. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God, there he is. <laughs> and I thought it was like, I thought it was like, you know, seeing a unicorn. I was like, oh, my God, it's Conan. That's crazy. And now it's like I'll hide from him because I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> He's always oh, around. Like, okay. uh-huh. oh, man, I can't. I don't want to answer questions about, you know, like whatever. So I'll, like, hide in the kitchen when he walks by. <laughs> just because it's like, oh, I don't have an answer yet for coming to this thing. You know, uh-huh. It's funny how that, that stuff changes. But Conan's great, you know, and um, he's very accessible. You know, very down to earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just a genuine. He's just a nice guy. Yeah. It's really cool. And, uh, I, uh, okay. What? Okay, this is like. Uh, I don't want to take up like too much more of your time, so I'll just That's like. Okay. Yeah, I'll just like finish it off with like these few questions. So, what kind of advice would you give your past self that just started? <clears throat> Uh, I would say it's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. Don't worry so much. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the thing about persistence, that it really is about just keeping at it. It's a marathon, not a sprint, you know. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it'll all work out. I, I, mm-hmm. I do think there there is, and, you know, kind of rightfully so, kind of, you know, a mystique around entertainment, but show business is a business. And if you're a nice person, you're mm-hmm. hardworking, you, you know, you have good instincts, um, you're humble, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're motivated to make stuff, then you will make it. Like, it's not, this is not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like voodoo. It's not like, let's get a bunch of chicken bones and see it. No, it's like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the industry is full of, like any other industry, it's full of people who are terrible, it's full of people who are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's full of people who work really hard and it's full of people who fly by, you know, but I think to get into it, if you're, you know, a hardworking, nice person, you will go extremely far in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, and, and, and again, just because there's cameras involved and you're watching people who you, you know, you don't know and you haven't met, you know, it, it, it's, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean like, if there is some special bar or high bar to get into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So my advice would be the advice I've kind of Mm -hmm. said all along is, you know, it's not, it's all going to work out. I mean, if you want to work in this business, you will eventually, I think. That's Mm -hmm. my belief anyway. Mm -hmm. And again, like if you keep your goals nonspecific and kind of just really think about why you want to be in entertainment and boil it down, you know, for me, I like being creative and telling stories and Mm -hmm. making people laugh. And so as long as I get paid to do that, that's my goal is just to be paid to, to do that thing. And it mm-hmm. could be in, in any number of different contexts, mm-hmm. in any number of different jobs. You know, I happen to have landed at, at a great position. But again, you know, 
it was a lot of hard work went into where mm-hmm. I got today. And, you know, I, I think it's like, you know, everyone will get a break, a big break at some point. And then it's just, if you're disciplined and hardworking, you can turn that into a career, mm-hmm. you know? So I, that's, that's kind of what it is. And it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's not magic. It's not rocket science. Uh, in some ways it would be easier if it was magic, but, um, much less hours at work. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, for you, like, what are you looking for? What are you trying to do? Oh, with, with this podcast? No, in your life. Oh, like, in what's my your life. goal? Honestly, I have no idea. That's why, that's kind of why I started this. Like, I wanted to ask different people about what they were, like, what their jobs were like, and, like, have an idea about what I want to do. Like, if any of what they do would be interesting for myself. That's based, that's kind of well, why do you, I started what do you, what do you spend your time doing? What, what do you enjoy doing? I mean, um, obviously you do a podcast. Yeah. Um, I think it's mostly just, like, studying <laughs> for school or like making um pot this podcast i like photography i like taking pictures i like um i like editing videos like uh stuff that you said like editing photos editing videos that kind of stuff i like yeah i mean yeah. So that's what you should kind of aim for i mean yeah. you know like studying for school doesn't count because you're compelled to do that yeah. because of grades also but how you spend your free time i mean you know the time we oh man you're ready for a crazy pretentious statement <laughs> the time we have on this earth is the most valuable currency yes. of all time oh. is the most valuable currency right uh-huh. yeah wow so spend that currency that's more than money that's more than anything yeah. like and that's why like when it comes to spending money i'm like well is this do am i i would rather spend money on something that's going to save me time yeah. than on any amount of fast cars or big houses. Yeah. Not that I can afford those things anyway, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, but I think people like the, the, the two words I hate most in the English language or that I hate a great deal are I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Why are you bored? Mm-hmm. How are you bored? Like yeah. our life is ticking away second by second, like spend it doing something. It doesn't need to be making something or working. It could be outside staring at a tree but maybe I really love staring at this one tree. Mm-hmm. Great. Just spend the currency of your life yeah. in a smart way and be aware that you're spending that currency. Be aware that life is ticking by, you know, like, you know, so it's one of those things where, yes, obviously you have to study for school, but yeah. that is an investment in education, which is going to help you later on in life. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So that's not wasted time at all. Um, you know, but the other things you do outside of that, if you're going to watch television, like, don't just flip around and watch garbage, watch something you want to watch, mm-hmm. you know, like be proactive about your entire life, you know, mm-hmm. like, because that is the most valuable currency, you know? Mm. Wow. Really? Right? Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. But, oh man. Yeah. Think about it that way. Yeah. It'll change your life, you know? Wow. <laughs> And even when, like, I'm, even when I watch TV or a movie, too, I'm constantly thinking, like, well, how would I have ended this movie? Yeah. What did I like about this movie? What, what yeah. didn't I like? Why didn't I like it? Uh-huh. Like, ooh, or that was such a cool shot. Or, uh-huh. you know, those kinds of things. Like, I just, I really endeavor to spend my life mm-hmm. awake and aware of things, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, pay attention. Just pay attention, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and I think... Yeah, your life, even if you choose to, you know, whatever you choose to do, you know, uh, you work 
even if I'm working at Kmart stocking fishing lures, mm-hmm. what's the deal with this fishing lure? You know, like, mm-hmm. why does it work? Be curious. You know, like, life is beautiful and amazing, and it's truly wondrous. And so why would you mm-hmm. stumble through with your eyes closed? You know, make everything you're doing have some kind of a meaning. It doesn't matter how small. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, when you're editing videos and editing photos, that's something you love doing. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, like, mm-hmm. wouldn't, like, Ideally, wouldn't you want to be paid to do that? Yeah. Of course you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah. the goal, man. And, like, I think that's why... Because, like, I've always wanted to work in, like, some kind of, like, broadcasting or media or something like that. And then when I, like... When I why? went to the... Because uh, I don't... When I went to the Warner Brothers lot and I looked inside, like, the... Uh, what do you call them? The the sound, sound stages? Yeah, the sound stages. And, like, you see, like, a little peak of like a TV show set. I don't know. It just gives me like a little thrill inside my mind. And I'm like, I want to be on that. I want to be working on that somehow, some way. And, but, but why, why though? It's like, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I don't, it's like, uh, I like if you're like, let's, let's say you went to Warner brothers and you peeked inside a set of a show you'd never seen before. Would you still want to be on that set? Yeah, I would. Why? It's just like, uh, I don't know, like the behind the scenes work on making films. I've always wanted to, I don't know, I've always wanted to tell like stories about different things and like through pictures through videos through podcasting through like films i've always wanted to like tell different stories like what you said and i whenever like when i went to the studio and i looked through to the sound stages it like i felt like that was kind of like an opening into what i wanted to do if that made any sense at all that that totally makes sense and and i completely agree with you i mean that's exactly how i feel it's like and it doesn't matter for me if it's a set on a Warner Brothers stage or if it's my own apartment. It's like, yeah, I, I love telling stories and I love telling stories because again, getting back, you know, taking a full circle, <clears throat> I love affecting people. I love making them think, I love hopefully making them feel better about life and themselves and, and, you know, and, and bringing some kind of joy into yeah. someone's life or bringing some kind of self-awareness into someone's life. Mm-hmm. And, because those people go on and touch other people. And, mm. and, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's one of those things where I just, yeah, I completely agree with mm-hmm. you. That's for me too. That's why I like telling stories because I think, you know, so many people kind of go through life, not realizing until it's too late, what a great life they had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Mary, my, one of my favorite poets, Mary Oliver died this week. And, you know, one of her, one of her best lines, one of my favorite lines of hers um, is, you know, what is it you plan to do with the, your, your one wild and precious life? Mm. And people don't think about their lives like that. They're too concerned with like, oh, you know, like, what is my Instagram? Or, oh, man, I hope this girl likes me. Or, you know, mm-hmm. okay, all that mm-hmm. stuff is fine. But let's take a step back. I mean, you know, life is kind of bigger than like mm-hmm. or other people and that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um... <clears throat> I wanted to, this is the last question. Uh, what uh, what do you think like the future looks like for you? Like what do you want to do uh, in the future? 
Well, I think, you know, I've had such a great career and have been lucky enough uh-huh. to to have such a great and long career. Um, you know, specifically, I'm working towards getting my own show, whatever that looks like, mm. um, be it scripted, unscripted, something like that. Mm-hmm. I really, I feel like I've, I've been so fortunate to learn so much um, at Conan that I really want to <clears throat> kind of take it to the next level and yeah. really use my skills to, to create my own show, to tell my own stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about this next year at Conan. Our show is changing. Mm-hmm. How we're doing things digitally is all changing. And I find that incredibly exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been, you know, doing Conan's podcast and all those things and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and learning a great deal. And, you know, I, I'm a very curious, I'm a very, I'm a very, um, I'm sure you can tell from our conversation, very frenetic mind and uh-huh. very curious mind. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot on the horizon, both personally um, in my own projects I'm doing and professionally at Conan mm-hmm. that I'm really excited about and that are going to be different and new. And yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, but yeah, I would love to, I mean, you know, the, the goal, the goals I have are um, to kind of, to run my own show, to tell my own stories and also kind of to write a book. I've been writing a mm-hmm. lot of mm-hmm. uh, essays and those things. And um, this past year, I was fortunate enough to do a bunch of uh, readings of my own stuff around town in mm-hmm. conjunction with some of my other author friends. And uh, I really enjoyed that. And so mm-hmm. people really responded uh, to the stuff I write. And again, I think prose is another way um, that I can tell a story and affect people. So I want to kind of follow that. And hopefully in the next few years, collect mm-hmm. a lot of those into a book. I think it'd be mm. really fun. All right. Um, that's going to be, yeah, that's all the questions I have for you today. Um, thanks cool. a lot for doing this. Like I really learned a lot. Of course, man. Yeah. It was really insightful. Really changed my perspective on a lot of things. So, <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Have a great weekend. <laughs> so that was the interview with Aaron Blair. And like I said in the beginning, really didn't expect him to really talk about these like things about life but when i actually heard it it really changed how i thought about different things um what passion means to other people uh how passion can influence your job and career and i never really expected him to talk about these things and more focus on like the entertainment industry but he really focused on both and they were like both equally amazing and i really appreciate aaron for doing this interview i learned a lot i hope you learned a lot as well and uh, i just want to thank you for listening to this podcast um remember to please subscribe to this podcast and um that's going to be it for me thank you for listening i appreciate it and i'll see you in the next episode bye bye Thanks for listening to the Major Jobs Podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Major Jobs Podcast. If you have an interesting career and want to be featured on the show, send us an email at majorjobspodcast at gmail.com with your job title and college major if applicable. Again, thanks for listening. And remember, life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.